0: Of visitation. To hear the spirit call. Welcome
1: to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Come, let us enter in. Father, the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. As your word is about to come forth, our prayer is that our Open, let somebody's life be transformed this morning by the entrance of your word, In Jesus' name. And we prayed with thanksgiving, Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? Oh, you are clapping as if you are feeling cold.
0: Hallelujah! You may take your seats.
1: We thank God for a Sunday morning like this, Amen. It is always good to come to church on sunday whether the weather is cold or hot whether it is raining or sunny hallelujah i believe as christians something like rain shouldn't prevent us from coming to church when it rains you go to work when it rains you go to school so why is it that when it rains we feel like as for church we can skip it it is a very very bad mentality hallelujah uh-huh. those who didn't go to church when you go back tell them pastor is not happy with them at all i'm not happy with them at all uh, it's Psst. okay you let me stop
0: there <laughs> let me stop there
1: uh, we are we are supposed to be, it's supposed to be what the a month of bonding so uh, you maybe november <laughs> i'll say what i want to say <laughs> hallelujah so this morning um i was going to preach something but i decided to change it so i'm going to preach something else all right and because what i was going to preach some people must hear it hallelujah (laughs) and some people must hear it so we shall put it for an appointed time amen so I've, i've changed my sermon for this morning I believe what I'm going to speak will also be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to teach you, so don't sleep. Tell somebody, don't sleep. Tell another person, don't sleep. See, especially with this kind of weather. Uh, you see, when I come in, I'm screaming and start that one, you can be awake. But when I'm trying to divide the word, then it becomes very, very difficult. I'm saving the screaming for fire rally so <laughs> uh, so let me let me be a teacher small let's let's go cool small hallelujah all right on wednesday fire rally takra day is starting so i'll be away with the team from wednesday to friday it's wednesday thursday friday it's a three-day program so be praying with us we are working with the theme the day of his power That the Lord is going to move upon the land, hallelujah! Yeah, so be praying with us Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It doesn't mean because I said it's going to start on Wednesday, and you know I'll not be in church on Wednesday night, it means you should also not be in church on Wednesday night, hallelujah! Uh, When you do that, you are a child of disobedience, it means you come to church because of the pastor, not because of God, hallelujah so you will come to church on wednesday amen and you will come for our travail on friday amen That, that, that is the spirit of a good church amen good today i want to teach you a few things on the subject of divine timing divine timing everybody say divine timing say it again divine timing I believe this message is going to catapult somebody into their due season hallelujah sometimes when you understand that the principle of divine timing you are not anxious about a lot of things you are not worried about a lot of things you cease to compare yourself to the people that are around you when you understand that there is something called divine timing there are a lot of people who are not happy in life they, they are not satisfied in life all because they are comparing themselves to others they think god's timetable for others must be the same as theirs and so they are looking at other people and they are angry they are frustrated we've given ourselves timelines for things but have we asked god what his timeline for the thing is hallelujah i've done this exercise before but i'll do it again how many of you are wearing watches how many of you are wearing watches all right. So the others, you use your phone as your watch, right? All right. So those of you who have watches, Moses, what is your time? Nine twenty-five. Adam, what is your time? Nine seventeen. You see the difference? How many minutes difference? Eight minutes, right? Eight minutes difference. Yes. Who else has a watch? We have nine seventeen. I have nine twenty-five. Michael, what's the time? Nine eighteen. Yes. Who else has a watch? 9 Nine eighteen yes who else has a watch i saw many hands up yes 917 so we have two 917s two 918s one 925 he's living ahead of his generation (laughs) yes who else has a watch yeah 918 yes okay i thought your hand was up yes (laughs) 95 your battery needs some firing i think it's the ring Rain has slowed down the battery a bit, <laughs> yes. Yeah, 916. Yes, yeah, so we have 5 we have 925, and then in between you have 916, 917, and 918. Hallelujah. So you realize that even we human beings here who are using watches that are supposed to tell the time, we have different times on our watches. Our watches are reading different times. And I want to suggest to you today that God also has a watch and the time on God's watch might be completely different from the time on your watch but at the end of the day God's time is the best time of all hallelujah I finished the sermon <laughs> divine timing God's time is the best time of all hallelujah So don't get frustrated God has a calendar for you He has a calendar for you He he has a time Everything That is set to happen In your life will happen Amen There are a lot of people who are angry with God They are offended with God Simply because certain things are not happening In their life As quickly as they want the things to happen But today I pray that by the entrance of the word this mentality shall be changed and that mental stronghold shall be broken in the name of Jesus. Some of you after today you must release God. You have held God in some bitter part of your heart for too long. You must release God. You must let him go. Because at the end of the day his time is the best time of them all. I've told you that God is not even limited by time. He doesn't live in the realm of time. He's the only one who can live in the present, the past, and the future at the same time. So his timing and his plans and his purposes are completely different. If it happens to coincide with yours, fine. But he has a timetable for everything. Everything under the sun. Now, when we talk about time, In English, we have just one word for time. And the word is time. Alright? But when you go to the Greek language, there are different words for time. But today, I'll introduce you to just two of them. Alright? One of the words for time is the word chronos. Everybody say chronos. Chronos is spelled C-H-R-O-N-O-S. Chronos. It's from that word that we got the word Chronology. chronological when you say something is chronological that means it's following time all right chronological chronos and chronos refers to time that can be measured so measure time so we're talking about hours we are talking about days we are talking about minutes we are talking about years we are talking about decades we are talking about centuries we are talking about millennia that is chronos what your watch gives you is chronos in actual fact, another name for a watch is a chronometer. So you are wearing a chronometer. If I had come and say, How many of you have chronometers? You'd have looked at me strangely. But it's simply a watch. Ladies, if a guy approaches you and he's calling watch chronometer, avoid them. They are strange people. Say watch, simple. Say chronometer. So we have chronos, which is a measured time. Everybody say measured time. So we're talking about days, we're talking about weeks. And then we have another word for time, which is kairos. Everybody say kairos. So with kairos, it is not time that you can measure. With kairos, you're actually talking about the right time. With Kairos, you are talking about a critical time. With Kairos, you are talking about an opportune time. Hallelujah. So all of us in our lives will have what we call Kairos moments. Critical times, opportune times, right times for certain things to happen. Hallelujah. Let let me explain the whole idea of Kronos a bit. You see, it's by chronos that we have the times and the seasons. When we look at creation, Genesis chapter 1, the earth was without form. It was void. Darkness was all over. And then God came and he said, let there be light. Give me Genesis chapter 1. Let's start from verse 1. Genesis chapter 1. Let's start from verse 1. He said, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters a lot of theologians believe there is a time gap between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 I've spoken about it here before it's called the gap theory all right and this theory actually propounds the fact that when the Bible says in the beginning God created let's go back to the one in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth that means God did a first creation of the heaven and the earth and then between Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 something happened which caused the destruction of what God created all right and so let's go to the chapter verse 2 he said and the earth was without form and void and the reason why they believe that is that i mean in one it has said he's already created the earth like you know where from the void where from you know all of those those things and then darkness was upon the face of the deep when we talk about the deep we are talking about water if he was now going to create where did the water come from and so i'm just using this as a basis to explain the fact that god's timing can be completely different from our chronos time our chronological time it's actually believed that the gap between genesis chapter 1 and genesis chapter 2 can be millions of years and for me that explains why scientists can find fossils they can find bones of animals and they'll do carbon dating and they'll say this animal lived one million years ago meanwhile from the time of the Garden of Eden till now, it's approximately six to seven thousand years. So, where did those things come from? Where did those animals come from? Where did those fossils come from? And nobody has been able to prove that the method they've been using for carbon dating is wrong. That's the method that is still used until now. When they see bones of dinosaurs and stuff like that, they say it's millions of years ago. But Adam and Eve If they were still alive Would just be about Six to seven thousand years old So where did those things come from? I believe in the gap theory I I accept the gap theory Because it explains A lot of things to me It, It answers a lot of questions A lot of atheists And people who don't believe In the Bible Actually capitalize On some of these Scientific things And try to disprove The fact that the Bible Is even true in the first place Because they've done The scientific test The thing shows That the thing is A million years old But you are telling me The first creatures came just 6,000 years ago. How do you explain? That means your Bible is wrong. The Bible can never be wrong. Hallelujah. And what even proves further that this creation we are seeing from Genesis chapter 2 is a recreation is that at a point God used a certain word. When he gave man the authority to go into the world and multiply he said replenish it. Say replenish when the word replenish is used what it means is that there was something that was there and it's no longer there and you are supposed to replace it when you are thirsty you are replenishing lost water when you are hungry you are replenishing food hallelujah when you take energy drink you are replenishing lost energy when the word replenish is used what it means is that there was something that was there which now is not there anymore hallelujah now as I go down further you understand why this makes sense verse 3 he said and God said let there be light and there was light so out of the darkness God called forth light all right next verse and God saw the light and it was good and God divided the light from the darkness so When it comes to the issue of light, there was a first light here, which was neither the sun, nor the moon, nor the stars, or any of them. It was just light. Hallelujah. So, this was the first light that was created. God created light first. All right, next. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Next, you see, when the Bible says a day can be a thousand in, in, in the sight of God, you, you understand very soon. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Next, and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Next. And God called the firmament heaven And the evening and the morning Were the second day But as to how many days really it was We can't tell yet Next And God said let waters under the heaven Be gathered together in one place And let the dry land appear And it was so Next And God called the dry land earth And the gathering together of the waters Called the seas And God saw that it was good Next and god said let the earth break forth grass the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so next and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and god saw that it was good verse 13 And the evening and the morning were the third day. So, so far, three days. Let's move on. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament. So now, out of that original light, which he just called day, he's now creating specifics. All right. In the firmament of the heaven, to divide the day from the night, and let them be, listen here, for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So, before there was light, but chronology, you know, time as we know it is dependent on the sun. Your watch was created with 24 hours because it takes 24 hours for the earth. To finish rotating on its axis once and there is day when there is a side of the earth that faces the sun when that part is behind it is night so all I'm saying is that it is the sun that determines chronos how the earth moves around the sun that determines what seasons we are in. it determines the climate that is why very soon we are going to enter into the Hamatan season even though strangely it is raining it's not supposed to be raining around this time but strangely it is raining we'll be entering the dry season very soon so all i'm saying is that chronos has to do with the sun the sun is at the, at the center of time as we know it hallelujah but the sun didn't appear until the fourth day so that means anything before that we can't say for sure that the one day that god was talking about was the 24 hours we know because the sun hadn't decreated by that time hallelujah that is why the time between genesis chapter 1 and genesis chapter 2 could be 1 million years i don't know if you understand what i'm saying am i confusing you because by then by that first day the thing that determines time as we know it 24 hours making one day seven days making one week how many days making one month 365 the 365 days that make the year is the time it takes for the whole earth to go around the sun once and the sun didn't appear until the fourth day so anything that happened before then we can't tell the exact time by chronos hallelujah could have been a million years it could have been a thousand years it could have been a, a hundred years it could have been a trillion years all i'm trying to show you is that god's concept of time is completely different from man's concept of time hallelujah when you read ecclesiastes chapter 3 let's go through ecclesiastes chapter 3. let's start from verse 1. are you sleeping or you are awake okay it said to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven every purpose see every purpose next a time to be born and a time to die as for death everybody will die unless you are lucky to live at the time the rapture will happen but as for death everybody will die we all want to go to heaven but nobody wants to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted next a time to kill to spear (laughs) and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh that is why you shouldn't spend all your time weeping hallelujah weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning When David went to Ziklag And realized his family had been attacked His wives had been taken out. The Bible said he lifted up his voices and wept But afterwards the Bible said He encouraged himself in the Lord You don't spend 24 hours weeping It's too much time to weep You are hurting your lacrimal glands You are giving them too much work to do A time to weep and a time to laugh A time to mourn And a time to dance So when you lose a loved one It is okay to mourn Hallelujah even Jesus Christ, when he was told about Lazarus' death, the Bible said, and Jesus wept. Which for most people is the only verse in the Bible they can quote. And Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. And Jesus wept. Even Jesus Christ, he wept. It is okay tomorrow. Hallelujah. Sometimes I wonder why Jesus wept. It even shows you that sometimes anointed men of God can forget they are anointed because if jesus really had remembered that he had the power to raise him from the dead he wouldn't have wasted eight years but i believe momentarily he forgot that (laughs) actually power day to resurrect but you see sometimes with anointing has to be stirred up by something and i believe it was Martha who stirred up that anointing in jesus christ for lazarus to be healed he said master we called you you didn't come it's been four days by now he's rotten something is happening to his body but even now, say even now say even now I know that when you speak God hears you Jesus said ah uh-uh, something is beginning to rise in me no more weeping let us go and demonstrate power he went there and said Lazarus come forth and back. the miracle happened a time to mourn and a time to dance church time is dancing time hallelujah it's not morning time. You leave all your beddings outside and when you come here, you dance to the glory of God. Amen. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Next. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace
0: <laughs>
1: and a time to refrain from embracing. Hallelujah. Aha. Those who are not married, give me away. Give me away. Give me away. This one is for you, hallelujah! Uh huh. There is nothing wrong with embracing, no hugging and yesing. But you now, you know that there are certain times when your body is too alert, too sensitive. You become like a, a neuron, you are a nerve, a walking nerve, too sensitive. Interestingly, that is a time when you want embrace, but the Bible says there is a time to embrace the time to refrain from embracing hallelujah during that time when he comes to visit you say brother sit in the corner there let me sit in the corner and let's converse say hi hi because for some people sometimes their bodies are too even a simple handshake electricity passes through them makes their mind start wandering and they'll be singing in their head mental fornication Psychological fornication. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. So sometimes when you're going to embrace someone, the person says, "Oh so, no," or gives you a Pentecostal hug. Understand it. Hallelujah. The person is fulfilling scripture. Every moment you are, saying, as you are sitting down right now, you are fulfilling scripture. It's a matter of which scripture you are fulfilling. I don't every second in your life you are fulfilling some scripture. Hallelujah uh, Every second of your life you are In coming here you have you fulfilled some scripture In listening to me you have fulfilled some scripture If you are sleeping while I'm preaching to You are fulfilling scripture It's a matter of which scripture You are fulfilling A time to refrain from embracing Next A time to get And a time to lose so there are some losses you must allow to go. Hallelujah. He also says, it's all part of this. Says, and this time is it's God who created them. It's not every loss that is from Satan. It's not every relationship that doesn't work. That it was the people from your background. The household wickedness. That came and put a mask on your face. And you started seeing you as Kakamotobi. And he decided, no, oh, I will not marry you again, no. That some people, when they live your life, you must thank God. if God should reveal the future to you, to see what it would have been if you had married them, you go on a 40-day Thanksgiving fast. Can you do 40 days Thanksgiving? 40 days just thanking God. It mean this. Day. Just thank God. One man of God he said those days when he started ministry there were a lot of ladies who were interested in him he said he could count as many as 56 like, oh he's a fine guy like when you see him you no know, no no the glory of the Lord is upon him said, like 56 different backgrounds different heights colors different, different like 56 ladies time like confused like which one should I, you know that kind of you know everybody giving you scholarship scholarship you know like you are wondering which one and God led him to a particular one in his mind he felt like ah, no there are others who fit the bill better interestingly more than half of the 56 people I'm talking about are no longer alive. I means he would have been a widower very early. Hallelujah. There's a time for everything. It's not everything that when you when you lose, you must go back and chase. When David lost the things at Ziklag, the Bible said he inquired of the Lord, "Shall I pursue?" How many of us will do that when your wife has been taken away, your children have been taken away? The fact that you even prayed that prayer is grounds for divorce. That your wife has been taken, you that you can kill Goliath. You have the ability to come and take her back, and you pray to God to ask, "Shall I pursue?" No, no, no. This one, you are not a good husband. <laughs> but you see, that's why David is a man after God's own heart. He understood God, and he understood his relationship with God. When you say you are giving your life to Christ, what it means is that your life is not yours anymore. So anything you do, you must ask permission from the one that you're giving your life to let him give you the go ahead a lot of us our lives are in our own it's like we we are CEOs of our own life a time to lose a a time to keep and a time to cast away young ladies don't keep a relationship that is abusive oh he will change he will change and he's using you as a punching bag insulting you left right center you cook for him and he throws the food into your face when he hasn't even married you yet you imagine what will happen when he marries you and now you bear his saying ho 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 give you kung fu cakes pa, 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 just to entertain himself oh there have, there have been stories like that where people have been warned they saw the signs they saw the signs in the relationship they ignored them you don't take time your parents will come and carry your dead body You don't say though no, he slay me yet, will I trust him? That's not what that scripture is talking about. This one he'll slay you, kill you, finish you. You don't finish you. It starts with a little show, pushes you a little when it gets in And most of the time, those people who have that demon, that thing is a demon. It is Satan. It's a demon. Anger it just comes like that and they misbehave. It starts with a simple show. And when the demon cools down, they regret and become so nice. And, and that is what confuses the ladies. But be not confused. Hallelujah. And that's I you say slap. When your head will be spinning, you know the cartoons, the way they do the thing. They do some this thing with stars. Head is spinning like that. Hey, it me pa me And you vow, I'm done with him. When he comes and strokes your cheeks more, oh, no. so with Is human and to forgive is, is that in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? It sounds like Bible. <laughs> to air is human and to forgive, divine. Nigerian movies, they like it, Papa. To err is human. <laughs> okay. And then you go back. He said there is a time to keep and a time to cast away. A broken relationship is better than a bad marriage. Don't be afraid to break up when you have good grounds to break up. Because once you marry, you are locked in forever. You have to endure whatever is in there and make it work. Because the Bible says God hates divorce. You can't just get up and do something God hates like that. No. God doesn't like people who behave that. I've told you I hate the thing. You are doing it. Even your roommate. When you tell your roommate you hate it. When she leaves or he leaves the unwashed Plates. Under the bed, and he does it. You said it, he does it. You see how you don't like your roommate, you even use him as a prayer topic now. Pray, 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 pray. So, when God says, I hate something, and you deliberately go ahead and do it, you are not God's friend. Hallelujah! We are children of God, but God doesn't love all of us equally. I'm telling you, God loves some people more than others. He said, Jacob, have I loved, Esau, have I hated. He himself decides why he loves some and doesn't love, he loves all about the degree. There is not, it's not, it's not the same. Jacob, even he, the 4191 deceiver, supplanter, God decided that he is the one that I love. Next, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. It's not every time that you reply, there are times you just have to keep quiet. There are some of you you want to explain everything in this world. Everything I have to explain because I have a point. No, listen to me. Listen, no, listen to me. Listen, no, you listen to me. Aye. Sometimes there's a lot of power in keeping quiet. There's a lot of power in Just keep quiet. Let the person run and say, okay. Talk, when they go and lie down, then the Holy Spirit too begins to work on them. It's not every time that you talk, there's a time to be silent. It's not every information that is given to you that you must go and spread. Now we have high tech gossips, the gossiping is no longer by the riverside oh. where the women meet and give news updates, daily news updates. No, right now with technology, it's just a matter of pressing forward. You hear some information, you say, Back forward, you have gossiped. You just press for say and "Hey," from, or you place it on your status bar on verify the information. And most of the time we are very eager when it's bad news. When it's bad news. Those of you who are health workers, if you are like that, somebody's relative dies, there's a way you break the bad news. One time, one next day, I was shocked. Like somebody's child died. Oh. Their relatives came. You know, when you say, we you didn't come much." Like that's a like, key. Another one to bomb like that, and the woman collapsed. It was a 15-year-old child. Medical block. She collapsed. We had to research. she Nearly fallen. So there's a time to speak and a time to be silent. There's a time to keep quiet. Next. A time to love and a time to hate but the hatred shouldn't be for your brother hallelujah because jesus said when you hate your brother you are a murderer people think jesus christ came to make things easier from moses time he made it more difficult moses time adultery is when you catch a woman and go to the room you strip yourself naked and you have sex that is adultery. jesus said now when you look at her which one is harder <laughs> so when you look at it in Moses time murder is when you take a knife you stalk somebody or you put poison in somebody's drink the person drinks the poison and the person dies that is murder but Jesus said when you hate your brother if we are going by that standard then God should look into our hearts right now murderess <laughs> because you hate somebody your roommate, that you look at from the corner of your eye because of his faults his mistakes his errors and trust me in marriage it can easily move from love to hatred you can easily transition from love to hatred when you are just accumulating faults you are just accumulating faults you don't forgive you are just accumulating faults. it gets to a point when you see the person all you remember are their faults all you remember are their heads then their love suddenly becomes hatred a time to love and a time to hate a time of war and a time of peace hallelujah but our war is against principalities and powers and demons that are working in the lives of people Hallelujah. The time of peace. Next. What prophet had he that worketh in that wherein he liberate? Next. I have seen the travail which God had given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. Next. He had made everything beautiful in his time. This one is Kairos. His time. In his time, everything is beautiful. There is a time and a season for anything. There is a time for your marriage. There is a time for you to finish school. There is a time for you to own your first car. There is a time for you to build your own house. There is a time for you to have your first child. There is a time for you to have your last child. There is a time for you to dedicate your children. And the Bible is saying that he had made everything beautiful in his time. I pray that you be patient for God's set time You see When it is not yet God's set time For something, trust me You can do whatever you know You can use whatever formula you know You can use whatever strategy you know It will not work It will not work When it's not God's time Oh, you you try And pass through every corner Try to go through every mountain Valley, but it will not work because it is not yet God's time Look at Abraham God had given him a promise And God was going to execute it in his own time But Abraham was eager But God you told me that I'm going to be a father of many nations Now look at me My body grab No strength anywhere My wife Many years post menopause what, what are you talking about He started getting anxious Like the way some of you, you know There are certain things you know your heart God will do but he's just not doing it and it's like you know you, you want to rely on the arm of flesh you want to to, 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 to to cause things to happen you want to cause things to move he was getting anxious so the wife brought a plan okay let's help God to fulfill his own promise let's, let's, let's help God maybe God needs some help so let's help God so how are we going to help God oh this is my mate servant let her deliver a child for you on my lap and then it will be considered to be my child so we've helped God and we all know the problem was from Sarah Sarah was barren. Sarah was the problem it wasn't Abraham because the moment Abraham touched Hagar there was a performance she got pregnant that means Sarah was the problem Abraham was not the problem mistake is what we are all suffering from now all the middle east crisis all the problems between the arabs and israel and this and that and it is like where the middle east is concerned we are almost always on the brink of a third world war because there's always something happening there 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 has never been peace in the middle east it's all because somebody wasn't patient with the promises of god look when you are somebody with a great destiny you must try not to move ahead of god because the decisions you take have generational impact it's not just about you look at abraham a small seemingly small decision like oh let me let me just you know have a child with my wife servant. of course i didn't go behind her she gave me the permission and by culture cries allowed. but there was a promise from god and you see anything you do outside the will of God or what God has in store for you God doesn't even recognize it it can be good it's helping people and all of that but God doesn't even see it how do I know that when God was telling Abraham to sacrifice Isaac listen to God's words he said take your son your only son Isaac only son saying what about Ishmael Ishmael was the firstborn Ishmael had come already What do you mean by their only son Isaac Was God suffering from amnesia Had he forgotten No What I was trying to tell him Is that between me and you This one wasn't supposed to come So as far as me and you are concerned What I told you This is your only son There are a lot of things We are doing outside the will of God We are, we are moving by the arm of flesh And God is not seeing it God is not recognizing it I pray that God will open your eyes To those things And you put a stop to them Oh, you do. It. You will not get any reward for it. You will not be recognized. God will not be recognize it. Have you done it. So Sarah was the problem. She was the one who had the issue. She was married, and instead of Ishmael bringing her comfort, the Ishmael ended up bringing her more trouble. That is what happens when you are not patient with God. God has promised you an Isaac. But you rush and you go and settle for an ishmael because you think the ishmael is going to wipe away your shame you think the ishmael is going to bring you some in your nyam kakra but at the end of the day the ishmael rather ends up being a thorn in your flesh to the extent that sarah had to orchestrate for Hagar and ishmael to be moved out of their house what she thought was going to bring her comfort you see that is why you must be patient ladies that's why you must be patient when it comes to this issue of relationships are going to be legit. Others are marrying and stuff like that. If it is not God's set time for you, it's not God's set time for you. Hallelujah! Don't settle for an Ishmael. If there's a lady sitting by, tell her, don't settle for an Ishmael. Don't settle for an, you Wait for the Isaac. Because sometimes, and, and the Ishmael I'm talking about is unisex, so it's not just the ladies. There are female Ishmaels as well. Hallelujah when you are in a hurry you just want some it's like you know now the social media there's a lot of pressure and you know people are fronting their base on <laughs> on social media and, things, and you there social media always you are quoting scriptures and encouraging people who will go to church with me on sunday <laughs> somebody should come to church with me on sunday always you are encouraging people in the lord you will not show fine picture of any fine gentleman who is holding your hand and look into your eyes pressure so oh, let let me just settle for something so that me too I can post something just like Sarah said so that me too I can show that me too I have a child don't settle for peer pressure hallelujah when God's time comes nothing on earth can stop it When you read Genesis chapter 20, verse 17, you see the problem was with Sarah. She was barren. And from this scripture, we know that Abraham actually was anointed to pray for barren wounds to open. He was anointed. Abimelech saw Sarah and he liked her and he took Sarah because Abraham lied that she was his sister. When God brought a curse upon the household of Abimelech, their wounds were shattered. That's why I always say, when you go after somebody's husband, the curse that comes is not just you, it is a household curse. Hallelujah! When you go after somebody's spouse, look at David when he went for Bathsheba, it was his whole house that suffered. The curse was that the sword will never depart from your house. From that day, confusion, sun rising against sun, a sun rose against he himself. One son went and raped the daughter, and things like that. it's just a household thing. Just upon your head alone, so Abraham prayed unto God after God spoke to Abimelech in the dream and he realized that hey, this is a man of God, I can't go and touch his wife. He said, And Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bear children. That means the guy had anointing to cause people to bear children, but he himself, his own wife, couldn't bear children and he could do nothing about it and the reason is that it was not yet God's time when it is not God's time you can do whatever you know it will not work you just have to be sensitive and as we go now, I'll I'll show you the importance of spiritual sensitivity when it comes to God's set time realizing God's set time in the Bible Elizabeth was described as barren she wasn't having a child but it wasn't barrenness the conception of john the baptist had to coincide it just had to come a few months before jesus christ was also conceived because he was supposed to introduce jesus christ he was supposed to pave the way for jesus christ if john the baptist had been born many years before jesus christ i think i know what would have happened john the baptist would have been killed before he could have had the opportunity to pave the way for jesus the way that guy used to talk and blast people but they would have finished him even look at it just after he introduced jesus he went and talked about the king that is and they caught him and just cleared his head off like he would have died before his time so what people were seeing as a delay was actually a divine orchestration divine timing god's hand was in the timing all i want to tell you is that it's not everything you see as a delay in life that is actually a delay sometimes we bind demons bind ancestors bind spiritual wickedness in our homes and blah 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 over delays in our lives but they are not actually delays it is actually divine timing at work hallelujah the man at the pool of bethesda had been there 38 years but his time came his kairos moment came there was a man that jesus prayed for they said he had been blind from his mother's womb and the disciples asked who sinned that this man became blind, Jesus said, No man sin, nobody has sin. His father has not sin, his mother has not sin. He was made that way so that he will be an instrument for the manifestation of the glory of God. All I'm trying to tell you is that it's not everything that seems like a misfortune that is actually a misfortune. He was born blind, it's
0: like, ah, No,
1: other children are born and their eyes are open, they can see. But my child was born blind he said nobody has sinned, nobody has done anything wrong he was made that way for a time like this a day like this where he will encounter the Messiah for the glory of God to be revealed hallelujah so let's not worry about things let's not worry about delays but it's also important to note that there are some delays too that are from Satan hallelujah in fact if it is god that is timing the thing well it's not delayed technically it's not a delay because for god it's always on schedule it's you that you are seeing the thing as a delay because you are working with chronos and god is working with kairos but there are sometimes too that the delay for that thing that moment because as i said there are kairos moments there are turn around moments there are Instances in people's lives where things just change, where you are moved into another level, where you are catapulted into another realm in your life, it's called a kairos moment. And there are times when the devil, too, can detect that this person is on the verge of a kairos moment and he brings things our ways to prevent that kairos moment from coming to pass. I want us to open to Mark chapter 4. Let's start reading from verse 35, Mark chapter 4. I'm sure we all know the story. The demoniac at Gadara, that man who was possessed with so many demons. Let's read the story. He said, and the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. Next and when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships next and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat onto the ship matthew said and there was a contrary wind that means an opposing wind this one says the wind beat against the ship that means the wind was coming in the opposite direction and preventing them from moving forward onto the other side so that it was now full. Next, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish. Next, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind was seized, and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. Now let's jump to um okay. You let's add the next two verses. Let's add the next two verses. Next. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Next. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind in the sea obey him? Hallelujah. I've said several times that I believe this wind was no ordinary wind. Why? The devil knew what was beyond on the other side that they were going to go to. There was a man there who needed to meet Jesus Christ. There was a man there who needed to encounter Jesus. There was a Kairos moment for a man. His life was about to be turned around. And the devil knew this thing was going to happen. And that is why the wind came in. Now let's read the same Mark, chapter 5. So just just move next to chapter 5, verse 1. It's a continuation of the same story. And they came over onto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes now when we talk about the country of the Gadarenes, it's in the territory of israel where the children or or, or the, the tribe of god that's where they reside god everybody say god don't sleep today i have not screaming so don't sleep god <laughs> that was where they they resided that means there's a strong likelihood that this man was a descendant of god he was a, a Gadite, somebody from the tribe of god now the reason why this whole thing is so important the reason why this meeting of jesus christ was so critical was that when you read genesis chapter 49 verse 19 genesis chapter 49 verse 19 in genesis chapter 49 jacob was speaking into the lives of his children Now, people say Jacob was blessing his children, but if you read the account well, it is not everybody who received a blessing. He was just them, the Bible said he gathered them and said, I'm going to tell you the things that are to come. He was going to tell them things that were going to happen in the future. It wasn't every one of them that was a blessing. Some of them were just going to tell them specific events that were going to happen. For example, with Judah, he said, The scepter shall not depart from Judah. That means Judah was supposed to produce the kings of Israel, and it came to pass. Some of the things he spoke to them they reflected in the lives of the tribes that they became but there are some too that the things that he spoke to them were specific things that were going to happen in the lives of specific descendants of these before we read them the, the, let, let's go to genesis 49 16 i want to show you that some of the things were to specific individuals in their bloodline and not necessarily the tribe you see god sees things this way there was a time that Abraham paid a tithe to Melchizedek but later Levi who was a descendant of Abraham he was said to have paid a tithe to Melchizedek and the explanation was that the Bible said he was in Abraham's loins when he was paying the tithe to Melchizedek alright so sometimes God is saying the thing to you but He's speaking to somebody who is in your bloodline somebody who is in generations after okay he said Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of israel we all know at a point in time israel had judges you would expect that all the judges will come from the tribe of dan but that wasn't what happened i'm trying to show you that some of the things he spoke to the person but it was to a specific individual in fact this blessing was actually or this statement he was making it was samson he was referring to because if you take the judges from Shamgar to Othniel to Ehud to Barak to Deborah and Samson was the one who came from the tribe of Dan and he said what? Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel next Dan shall be a serpent by the way an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels so that the rider shall fall backwards Samson was that kind of person He, he was a thorn in the flesh of the Philistines He didn't allow the Philistines to do what they wanted to do One day he would take the jawbone of an ass And just slay 1000 men like that I mean the man was a thorn He was like a snake That was just biting them and preventing them From doing what they wanted to do So I just want to show you that when he spoke those things It wasn't to the entire tribe For some of them he was speaking to an individual Down the bloodline Now let's go to the verse 19 that I asked for Now with God He said a troop shall overcome him we talk about the truth another word for a troop is a legion military troops legion is actually a military term a troop it's saying god a troop shall overcome him but he shall overcome at last A legion shall overcome him but he shall overcome when you look through the history of israel there wasn't really any time specific time that the tribe of god was singularly attacked or anything of that sort. so theologians believe that just like in the case of dan where he was referring to a single individual in the bloodline with god he was also talking about somebody from the bloodline of god or somebody from the tribe of god and he said what a troop or a legion shall overcome him but shall overcome at last hallelujah let's go back to mark chapter 5 so that now we link the two Mark chapter 5 verse 1 And they came over to the other side of the sea Unto the country of the Gadarenes So this is the territory of the people of God Next And when he was come out of the ship Immediately there met him out of the tombs A man with an unclean spirit Next Who had his dwelling among the tombs And no man could bind him No, not with chains Next Because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains And the chains had been plucked asunder by him And the feathers broke in pieces Neither could any man tame him Next And always night and day he was in the mountains And in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones Next But when he saw Jesus afar off He ran and worshipped him Next You see there was a Kairos moment Something was about to happen In the first place, this man was always confined to the tombs. But today, he said, me too, I'm going to the beach. You think you're the only one who goes to Kuvukki? Madman said, today, I am going to the beach. You see, when you reach a Kairos moment, God begins to move things. So that things will coincide with things and things will collide with things. He said, today, I'm not going to stay in the tombs. I am going to the seashore. it so happened that at that very moment Jesus Christ had overcome a storm that was trying to prevent him from coming to the other side in fact the whole storm is a mystery because that ship was supposed to be on the Sea of Galilee but when you read history and geography well there was actually no sea in Galilee it was actually a lake it's called the Lake Kinneret the Sea of Galilee was just a nickname they gave to it but it was actually a lake storms don't happen very frequently on lakes like that sea storms are frequent lake storms do exist but they are not very common it was a lake it wasn't a sea and they had a storm that nearly took their lives it goes to strengthen further the claim that it's possible this thing wasn't an ordinary storm hallelujah so something was just moving this man Because there was a Kairos moment there was a, a moment that something was going to change Something significant Which possibly had been prophesied Way in the day of Jacob Into the bloodline Of his son God That a troop A legion Will overcome God But at last he shall overcome it He said Jesus thou son of the most high God I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not Demons can recognize anointing better than human beings Next For he said unto him Come out of the man thou unclean spirit Next And he asked him what is thy name And he answered saying My name is legion For we are many Hallelujah We are many A legion represents a troop of 6,000 soldiers That means one man 6,000 demons Were reciting I don't know where they were reciting ears, nose, like everywhere completely demon possessed next and he be him much that he will not send them away out of the country next and there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding so there was somebody who was rearing pigs there which must have been an illegal business, how do I know because in jewish culture you are not even supposed to eat the pigs so people like contraband The thing is nice so they do don't <laughs> the thing is nice they want to eat it but in the presence of the pharisees and the Sadducees, they pretend and somebody saw a business out of it the look this thing is it's just like drug dealers it is illegal but there are people who are doing the thing and feeding those who are prepared to break the law so this thing was illegal now there was a Mountains, a great head of swine feeding next, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Next, and forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out. In another version, the Bible said he just said, Go. Cool. That is power. Sometimes you casting out the oil, you scream, ah, you lose your voice. This is real power one word, Go. Six thousand demons. May the Lord anoint you like that. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And look at what happened to them. And the head violently ran ran violently down the steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 Hey, this man, illegal business. Now here he says oh, no. Illegal business, and you are you have two thousand of them so if there were 6,000 that means 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, every swine three, 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 three. that should tell you the strength of the human spirit one man you see you could see that these demons one of their purposes was suicide they were trying to get the man to kill himself he was cutting himself with stones and blah blah when people want to commit suicide they look for veins and cut inside. that was what the man was doing but the man's purpose was preventing that thing from happening may the purpose of God upon your life prevent the devil f- from killing your potential and that purpose before it manifests there was something that was speaking for him called purpose 6,000 couldn't kill him but big got three went and drowned himself, suicide, Bam. finished. that day somebody's illegal business was closed down and they were choked in the sea next and they that fed the swine fled you would expect that they will get angry and attack jesus because it was illegal you know you are, you are pretty illegal business already how can you go and attack who are you going to report to police no 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 they will catch you too they fled and told it in the city and the country and they went out to see what it was that was done next and they came to jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed. See what Satan can do to people. Cause you to walk around naked between all sorts of things. The moment the demons left back, seated quietly. I'm sure some people were still standing far away. That this guy, we are not sure. He will attack us. and Even change. out How much more if he gets my throat? He will tear it into pieces. And in his right mind, and they were afraid next and then that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine next and they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. just say you are not a human being you this man the things you are doing we are afraid you just go away next and when he was come into the ship he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him hallelujah next how be jesus suffered him not but said unto him go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the lord had done for thee and had compassion on thee next and he departed and began to publish in decapolis the word published the original is to preach in decapolis how great things jesus had done for him and all men did marvel now in the word Decapolis means 10 cities see 10 cities so just like how you can have twin cities of second they are linked by culture language and everything there were 10 cities in a certain territory that were linked by culture like the same way of doing things and everything but there were 10 individual cities and the interesting things about, thing about the cities in this area called Decapolis was that the cities were in 3 different countries israel jordan and syria and this man the bible said he preached in decapolis when you read church history this man actually became an evangelist preaching the word of god in these cities that we're talking about spanning three different countries that means his destiny was that he would be an international evangelist to have an international ministry cross-border ministry but satan had bound him and kept him in chains and he was misbehaving until his Kairos moment came and God delivered him. I pray that when your Kairos moment comes for God to change your life, you will meet whoever you need to meet. You will collide with whoever you need to collide with. You you will have an encounter with whoever you need to have an encounter with in the name of Jesus. Let me show you a last example of divine timing and you see that look, everything that happens in our life there is a calculator by it. god has calculated it sometimes all you need is sensitivity to know that this is a kairos moment sometimes a simple phone call you decide to receive or not might be a kairos moment that would change something in your life Ghana's history the kairos moment was a phone call Kwame Nkuma received from akwaji inviting him to become a part of the united google's convention Out of which he formed the cpp which fought and brought us independence one phone call one phone call let's read matthew chapter 17. there was a time the tax collectors came to jesus and peter and they said you have to pay temple tax but they didn't have any dashen on them there was no money and look at what happened today i'll break this thing down for you to see that we are serving a very serious god let's start from verse 24. he said and when they were come to capernaum they that received tribute money tax collectors they came i don't know whether they just their trousers or held their collar made like it was an emergency if you have owed before <laughs> You can identify to this one. When the one coming to collect the money comes and there's nowhere to run and hide. You need something to appear from somewhere. They came to Peter and said, That not your master pay tribute? In fact, tribute is tax. Next. He said yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Jesus who asks very strange questions at strange times. Who assemble by, like, they are coming to collect money from us. You now you're asking philosophical questions. Verse twenty six. Peter said unto him, of strangers, Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free. <laughs> Next. <laughs> he said, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, That means they don't have a right to take the tax from us But for the sake of peace Meanwhile they didn't have anything in the apoketou For the sake of peace Go thou to the sea Cast a hook And take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth Thou shalt find a piece of money That take and give unto them For me and thee But this was an interesting story like a serious situation Where something must happen Something must break from somewhere Something must, must must move And look at the situation No money in their pockets Jesus said Take a hook He took the hook He applied it A fish came And in the fish's mouth Was a coin Which was just the right amount they needed to solve the problem now somebody may think god just put the money in the mouth of the fish that means god just created some one shekel and put it in the mouth of the fish if it was so god could have just let it appear in peter's hand or something like that but it was in the mouth of the fish I don't believe god created that what do you call it that money i don't think god created the money if the money was not made by the bank of israel or the bank of caesar those days they were under roman what do you call it, bank of caesar then it's counterfeit god doesn't deal in counterfeit money hallelujah you see, when you are praying for a financial break, you don't expect that God will just create some money. God multiplied bread. He multiplied fish. He never multiplied money. Because that will be counterfeit. It will be against the law. Hallelujah. Somebody came and asked Jesus, should we pay taxes? He took the coin. He said, whose image is on the coin? He said, the one whose image is on it. No, It belongs to him. That's why I said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and give unto God what is God. That means, whoever bears the image, whose image it is on, that is why you are gods because you have god's image on you hallelujah so whoever's image is on it this thing it belongs to that person you are in god's image so you are you have a god whether you like it or not hallelujah i don't think god multiplies some money from somewhere created some money some from no 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 this is what is likely happened there must have been somebody on the sea who had that one shekel in his pocket and as he was on the sea by some orchestration this coin decided to fall out of his pocket and it fell into the sea and that same moment that the coin fell into the sea there was a fish who was looking for food to eat if you have ever had an aquarium and you feed the fish when you put the food inside they catch it in the air like that they catch it in that and they eat don't worry. God will bless you with a very beautiful aquarium in your home. May you understand what I'm talking about. So that's it. I'm telling about divine timing. The fish had to be there at the right time. So that as the coin was falling, it will mistake the coin for food. I don't think he picked the coin from the seabed. The thing was lying on the seabed you would have had time to examine it to see that this one it be coin it no be food really if, if somebody served you coins <laughs> and you have time to examine the thing unless you are gadara <laughs> you would not eat it so the thing wasn't on the seabed i you getting the point i'm making it must have been dropping in the air and he thought it was a breakthrough oh i've gotten some food to eat maybe the way the coin was shiny he said ah he just went and swallowed the thing rather. oh the thing was a coin the fish had to be there at the right time the coin had to fall at the right time I get what I'm saying may God begin to orchestrate things even without your knowledge may, may God begin to move things even at your blind side for things to work for you in your kairos moment the fish had to be there at the right time the coin had to fall at the right time. If it had fallen to the seabed, no fish would have taken it because they would know that it is a coin and no food. You see, as much as divine timing is important, being sensitive to spiritual instruction is also key to harnessing the power of a kairos moment. As for God, he will orchestrate the things. He caused the fish to move at the right time, the coin to fall at the right time, Swallow the fish at the right time, but Peter had to obey spiritual instruction. And look at what Jesus said he said, What go down to the sea and cast a hook? Somebody say, A hook. Now, this is a rabbi giving fishing instruction to a fisherman, telling him how to fish. <laughs> this was spiritual instruction that is why me as a pastor that i can sing i can give pastor gideon a prophetic word and instruction concerning his singing and worship ministry and if he follows it it will work for him a rabbi telling a fisherman take a hook peter probably would have told him that i'm not used to fishing with a hook me i fish with a net Because the first time Jesus gave them a spiritual instruction, it was a net instruction he gave them. He said, cast your net onto the other side. That was when they had a bumper harvest and their their boats were even sinking with the breakthrough. The first spiritual instruction where fishing was concerned was a net instruction. But this one, he said, take a hook. What I'm trying to tell you is that the spiritual instruction of yesterday might not be the same spiritual instruction for today you must be sensitive to know the time and the season in which we are so that you know how to follow the voice of god for yourself there are times god will lay something on your heart today do this today go and visit this person today take a phone and call this person or you even see some advert in the newspaper there are some you don't mind this particular one something is just moving when I talk about a spiritual instruction it's not necessarily coming from a servant of God it could be instruction you receive during your quiet time while you are reading the word it could even be instruction I'm giving somebody right now as I'm preaching I, I may be dialing somebody's number and speaking directly into somebody's life you just have to be sensitive enough to know that this particular sentence is mine he said take a hook not a net this time but take a hook and the reason why for this particular one it had to be a hook was because imagine Peter had decided that look I am the expert in fishing you just be there you do your miracles multiply your bread multiply when I cut the fish you can multiply it because that one is your, your business fishing is my thing who fishes with a hook to catch just one let me go for a net so that at least supper will be assured you understand imagine what would have happened if Peter had used a net he would have caught like 100 fishes now how do you tell which one swallowed the coin so this time it wasn't a net instruction it was a hook instruction because with a hook you put a bait on the hook lower it into the water the fish sees it it thinks it's food it grabs his mouth and he needed to cut just one fish for their problem to be solved. He didn't need a bumper harvest. A bumper harvest at that time would not have solved the problem because there wouldn't have been time for him to sell the fish, for him to get money because the guy was just in his trouser. He needed the money to be ready. And the thing was in the obedience of the instruction to use a hook this time around and not a net. I pray that somebody will be sensitive to the voice of God as somebody will be sensitive to divine instructions. And God's divine timing worked again. Because when Peter decided to lower the hook. There were a lot of fish in the sea. How come it was that particular one? So even if he had disobeyed small. And like oh this man cried. That fish would have come to pass. And when he lowered the hook. You probably would have been a different fish you would have picked which wouldn't have anything in his mouth. He obeyed the instruction, went, released the hook and that fish was there at the right time. And you see, it's even a miracle that that same fish again. You saw something coming down. You thought it was food. You went and swallowed the thing and it almost choked you. You should learn sense enough that next time something is falling on the ground wait for it to fall down. So that you can examine it properly But that same fish again went And opened his mouth And this time the who caught his mouth back Peter brought it out and said Oh yeah bring the coin And I'm sure after He took the coin out They didn't let the fish go scot-free They prepared some fire Grilled it and probably ate it with some Jewish kinky You are surprised don't be surprised if the Jews had kinky they said the guns descended from the Jews that's what our ancestors say. they say we came from the Jews so maybe our king cried they say pass down something oh no, Peter is challenge this fish you brought the A, but you are a breakthrough in yourself let us finish you my prayer for you today is that you will be sensitive to divine instructions and i pray that anything you need for your kairos moment to come to pass may the lord provide it in the name of jesus just as the lord orchestrated the timings of the fish just as the lord orchestrated the timings of the movement of the fish just as the lord orchestrated the falling of the coin. May the Lord begin to move things. Even on your blind side. I don't think Peter knew what was going on behind the scenes. He didn't know God was working things for that particular situation to be solved. But I'm telling somebody today that by faith, that God is working things for your good. God is working things for the good of your family. You will not miss that Kairos moment in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. When that Kairos moment comes, divine timing will, collide with obedience of divine instruction. And the miracle will be created in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to stand to your feet right now. You want to pray The Lord, make me sensitive to your timings. Make me sensitive to divine instructions. May I not miss the right timings of my life. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Everybody will come into contact with the Kairos time for certain things to happen. But we pray today, in
0: the name of Jesus, that you will not miss that time. You will not miss that time. You will not miss that time. That you will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You will be sensitive to the voice of God. You will be sensitive to the move of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your your voice. You want to pray that the Lord will take anxiety out of your heart. Where the delays in your life are concerned, in the name of Jesus.
1: Where you have been offended with God. You want to pray that Lord. Take that
0: spirit of offense out of my heart. In the
1: name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice.
0: The Bible says he holds everything by the power of his word. Everything in your life is under divine control. May the Lord give you the grace to understand the dynamics of divine time in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. May you not miss your Kairos moment in the name of Jesus, may that so moment just don't come to pass. The time for that change, the time for that breakthrough. May you meet that person that you need to meet. May you encounter that person that you need to encounter that will bring an elevation to your life that will bring an elevation to your ministry in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God the Bible says the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord may the Lord order your steps in the name of Jesus May the Lord honor your steps, in the name of Jesus! May you stumble into a breakthrough. May you stumble into the will of God for your life. May you stumble into your ministry! May you stumble into a financial breakthrough! May you stumble into a breakthrough in ministry! In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May you stumble into a career breakthrough. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth! Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. pray. May the Lord give you the spirit of patience. Patience from on high. Patience to wait for God's timing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Son of the Living God. Oh, receive divine patience. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord begin to work and work. Behind the scenes, may the Lord wake up. May you meet the right examiners in your exam. In the name of Jesus Christ our Nazareth. May the Lord give you the grace to know which phone calls to pick up And which ones to ignore. In the name of Jesus, even as he orchestrates things in the background even as he orchestrates things in your favor. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord move behalf. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024 873 7252 or on our Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. Overflow.